Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific 3 Eastern, Sundays 3 Pacific 6 Eastern. Lots of news to talk about here today. In the final segment of the show, we will be joined by Tony Schiavone. Talking all sorts of things, including his new podcast, his time in the NWA, Crockett, WCW, even WWF. You can talk to him about. Lots of stuff with Tony Schiavone here today. Last night was SmackDown. We have two weeks to go. Well, less than two weeks. Not this coming Sunday. The Sunday after is the WWE Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. And we've got seven matches confirmed for the show so far. So they're putting that show together. We could talk about all of them, including the main event, Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura. The two Hell in a Cell matches scheduled for the show. The two matches here, Shane McMahon, Kevin Owens, and the tag team titles are randomly being defended in a Hell in a Cell match. Now, I mean, I think I know why, but... One would think that Jinder Mahal, Shinsuke Nakamura should be in the Hell in a Cell cage since every single time Jinder defends the title, the former Bollywood boys, the Singh brothers, interfere. One would think it would make sense that that would be in a cage match, but nope, it's not. That's just a singles match where guys can run in. But for some reason, the tag team championship match, where nobody ever seems to run in, that is a Hell in a Cell match. So there you go. We have Natalia Charlotte Flair for the women's title. AJ versus Baron Corbin for the U.S. title, Randy Orton versus Rusev, and Bobby Roode versus Dolph Ziggler. What did you think, by the way, of the payoff? After all of those weeks of Dolph Ziggler doing wacky entrances, as expected, it did lead to Bobby Roode calling him out. Seemed to me like a major letdown after all of that build, but what did you think? You're welcome to contact us here today. Toll free, 844-411-5411. You can send your text messages to 425-780-7566. Back in a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how Simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. 
Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-813-9940. If you suffer from back pain, joint pain, arthritis, or other chronic pain, you need to try the water therapy benefits that Advantage Therapeutic Walk-In Bath provides. Not only does Advantage Walk-In Bath help get you in and out of the tub safely, it is proven to be beneficial to relieve aches and pains, giving you the relief to enjoy your day. You can enjoy taking your new bath and rejuvenating your body in as little as seven days. And if you call today and ask for the radio special, we'll give you a $1,500 coupon towards the purchase of a new Vantage walk-in bath. Every call in the next 10 minutes will receive a $1,500 coupon towards the purchase of a new Vantage walk-in bath. Your aches and pains can be washed away. Call right now for a risk-free quote. 800-552-6851. 800-552-6851. That's 800-552-6851. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We're back here in the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. We are joined by Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. In the final segment of the show today, I'll be joined by Tony Schiavone. Got a lot of news to talk about here today. Got some streaming issues. We'll have those fixed here very shortly for those of you that listen to the live show and are listening on replay right now. This will hopefully solve all of these issues in the future. So that is the update on that. Here's some of the news. Less than two weeks before SmackDown's next pay-per-view. Three more matches added to the show's card. A second Hell in a Cell match confirmed tonight. Already known, the New Day would be defending the titles against the Usos. It was announced on SmackDown they would be doing so in Hell in a Cell. Why? Who knows? Just because. New Day were the ones to issue the challenge after the Usos defeated Zack Ryder and Mojo Rawley. U.S. Championship set. AJ Styles, Baron Corbin. Corbin defeated Ty Dillinger by count out on SmackDown when he threw water into Styles' face and then hurled Dillinger into him. We have the Dolph Ziggler entrance storyline finally wrapped up after all those weeks. He didn't even come out as Bobby Roode. I figured that was what was going to happen. Instead, he came out as The Undertaker, and then Bobby Roode just came out and challenged him to a match. That was the whole payoff to that storyline. Wow. Blows my mind. Bobby Roode, Ziggler, Randy Orton, Rusev, AJ Baron Corbin, Natalia Charlotte Flair, New Day versus Usos in the cell, Shane McMahon, Kevin Owens in the cell, and Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura. That's the lineup for the show. Shinsuke Nakamura and Jinder Mahal 
even though every time they have a match the Singh brothers run in, that one's not in a cage. So make of that what you will. That's the lineup, everybody. What do you think? They need the Singh brothers to run in, is what I think. Um, New Day and Usos in Hell in the Cell isn't the worst idea in the world, and they have feuded for a long time, and this should have been... If this is the direction that they were going, and this is, I doubt, the direction that they were going, uh, but if it was the whole plan the entire time, man, they whiffed on some opportunities in the last couple of weeks to, to actually add some teeth to this thing, which, you know, seemingly they had weeks ago. It feels as though now over so many shows ago, and that's all gone. So it seems kind of cold that you're jumping into Hell in the Cell with this, but at least you know, entertainment-wise, it's going to be there. It's going to be very hard for me to believe that those two aren't going to have a really awesome match. So there's that. Whereas the world title match, you could make it Hell in the Cell. There's a zillion and one things you can do. Uh, but it's still probably not going to be very entertaining, and it's still going to be a little bit hard to believe, you know, and I guess maybe that's the reason it's not Hell in the Cell, because if you're locking Shinsuke Nakamura into a cell with Jinder Mahal, with the way Jinder Mahal has been portrayed, it's really hard to not believe Nakamura is not walking out of there with it. It's just ridiculous. Well, like, yeah, but hey. The New Day and the, the Usos lane. are going to have a great match. I mean, whether they're inside a cell or not, no one ever yeah. runs in. Even Kofi doesn't run in, or whoever, I guess Xavier's injured. Like, nobody ever runs in. No one ever interferes. There's never been a finish based on somebody interfering. Well, like, what? what is a cell going to add to this match? They can't do blood. Uh, I, you know what? I would say, well, maybe someone's going to jump off something high. But they're going to let somebody jump off something high because you know that Shane's got to jump off something high. Shane's going to do some crazy spot in the cage. So you know they're not going to let anyone else do it because they don't want to take away from Shane. So I don't even know why there's a second Hell in a Cell match on the show in the first place. You totally don't need it, but they're doing it. Yesterday on this show, we were talking about this CTE study, and our main man, Tim in Miami, sent me an email that I must read here on this show. Tim says, I wanted to comment on the CTE study that you described on today's Observer Live. It is far from a breakthrough in CTE. As a tenured university professor, well-versed in research... Tim says, I am qualified to comment on the study. In terms of the strength of the evidence arguing for the CC11 marker as a predictor of CTE in living people, the evidence is very weak at this point. The authors of the article did their due diligence in reporting the limitations of the study and were careful not to present their evidence as a causal link between CCL11 and CTE. It is indeed very preliminary. The main problem with the study was the age of the brain study. The CTE brains were significantly younger at death than the control brains. Ideally, the control group would be demographically similar to the CTE group. The average age of death of the CTE brains was 62, with a wide variance. The average age of death of the control brains was 85, with a similar variance. Thus, the two groups are not comparable due to the vast difference in age. Brains change with age. Therefore, the authors could not rule out the differences in CCL11 being age-related and not CTE-related. The sample size is also very small, and I am puzzled at how they were able to establish statistical significance of the measured differences. study was published in the online journal PLOS One, which has an acceptance rate of around 50%. Top-tier medical journals are closer to a 5 to 10% acceptance rate for submitted articles. I am wow. not demeaning the journal. 
as I recently published a paper there myself, but PLOS One is typically where studies with weaker evidence end up being published after the top-tier journals reject them. As I said, the authors did their job in terms of presenting their findings in the appropriate context. However, mainstream media are less well-versed in how to evaluate published research, often overstate the clinical or practical importance of these kinds of preliminary studies. Still an interesting read. Hopefully they're getting closer to figuring out how to detect CTE in living people. And by the way, if you play the laugh track during one of my calls again, I will have no choice but to challenge you to a man versus man match. Thrash you. Get out of here, Tim. Hey. You were going along great until that nonsense. Let me ask you a question, though, boss. Would you consider this benchmark and what was talked about, would you consider it even with its faults and its warts? Yes. Incremental uh, uh, advancement and progress. Yes. That's all we can really ask for. And and I know what Tim is saying, and he's pointing it out, but let's be honest here. Even the New England Journal of Medicine, when something is published— you can throw shade on it, or there is going to be shade that's thrown on it. But he, his, all of his points are lucid and valid and absolutely correct. Except the last comes, one. Well, <laughs> except for the last one. But when it comes to this stuff, there's a reason that they call it the medical practice because you're just throwing it out there and you're, and you're trying to move it forward, and that's what they're doing. So again, I understand what he's saying, and I can understand that there's going to be a little bit of a pushback to this. But I think, again, any any. Uh, progress we make right now needs to be celebrated. Yeah, so larger point is they found something. I mean, they they still need to determine whether or not this is what they need, but they found something, and people are looking. So that's a positive. But yes, Tim is right. As a tenured university professor of wrestling, I agree with what he said right there. The Iron Claw of Thugonomics. Got some text messages here. This person says, Will Nakamura win the title at Hell in a Cell, or will Jinder hold it until next year? Well, they have a tour of India coming up in December that Jinder is going to be on. I am very skeptical that they would go to all this trouble only to have him not be champion for the tour. Now, that doesn't mean that Nakamura can't win and then lose it. Like, he could win it and then lose it on SmackDown or or Survivor Series or whatever because this Jinder tour is not until December. But my guess is that he is not losing it anytime soon. The if it had been a cell match... Asia. If it had been a cell match, that'd be one thing, but it's a regular match. So I, I suspect shenanigans. And then Shane McMahon will once again be an incompetent general manager for not putting that one in Hell in a Cell. Well, and Daniel Bryan. Both of them. What about Rusev? What about him? He's awesome. Handsome Rusev. Does he belong in Hell in the Cell? Or will all not. that cell block the shot of his beautiful face? Not only that, he could mess it up. We don't want that. No. Person says, do you think anyone at WWE sees the composite images of everyone passing the torch to Reigns? Do things like that have any effect? No, they don't. They do whatever they want. It doesn't matter what you think or what you make on the internet or what you say or what you post or what you call in about. They're going to do what they want to do because they know what's best for business, not you. We should know that by now. I like steak. This person says, I am most likely going on the Jericho cruise, but may I ask why Mike was kicked off and how did he find out? <laughs> he found out on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. How does anybody find out anything anymore? He went on Twitter and found out that he was blocked after Jericho cut a promo on him, and now he has, in fact, been kicked off the boat. Yes. Now, the question as to why, who knows? Nobody's got any idea. He doesn't even know why. 
And back in a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds, and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last. So call 800 692 0268 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-692-0268. That's 800-692-0268 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-692-0268 now. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Nobody wants to get ripped off, broken into, or robbed, but nobody wants to pay a lot of money to have their home protected either. I've got an offer to tell you about to provide home security for your home for a simple rate as low as $19.99 a month. For real, with no installation or equipment charges. And this is from a company rated number one by a leading consumer research company. According to the facts, most of you won't even call unless there's a burglary in your neighborhood or something bad happens. So let's give you a reason. Save money. For as low as $19.99 a month with no other costs, you can get your home secured. Plus, get a lifetime equipment replacement warranty. You need protection for your home. Call the Home Security Hotline right now. Call 800-587-4281. 800-587-4281. Call now. That's 800-587-4281. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. You just made the list! On the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. I rehired Dom yesterday. Don't know if you guys noticed. We're back here on the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Hey, that reminds me, by the way, this Jericho cruise. Hardcore legend Mick Foley joining us on the Rock and Wrestling Rager. Wait, joining who? Chris Jericho. Say no. Say that and again. friends. 
joining us? Yeah. Well, not you. Mean? Everybody else. No, what is it? does that mean you? You never know. What is going on here? Regaling us with tales from his amazing career and jokes from his hilarious comedy show. What? Plus, he might even wear a hashtag flannel bathing suit. Don't miss out. <laughs> you can book your cabin for as low as $150 right now at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. All ages welcome. Buy $150 worth of booze to take that thought out of my head. All people welcome, except All... Mike Sempervivi. Kids are welcome on this? You yep. can bring the fam? To, All to ages welcome. All, really? You don't have to rage. You can just enjoy yourself on the cruise. Okay. And I saw I saw a commercial the other day for Pitbull's upcoming cruise. It's the same thing. They're going from from uh, Orlando or whatever to Nassau or Tampa. I can't remember where it starts, but it ends up in Nassau or something like that and then back. Looks like a fun time. ChrisJerichoCruise.com, everybody. Check it out. You know what uh, both have in common? Kulos. Uh, I'd like to add, by the way, if you can't get enough of me, you can listen to the mm. Killing the Town podcast this week on Podcast One with Landstorm and Cyrus. Killing the show now, obviously. I'm on there talking Bobby the Brain Heenan. That Tell is me. Killing the Town with Storm and Cyrus on Podcast One. Also on Podcast One. Storm and who? Keeping Syphilis? it 100 Syphilis? with Conan, Disco Inferno, the whole crew. I'm on that one as well. So, two shows this week on Podcast One. Keeping it 100 and Killing the Town. Conan, Lance, Cyrus, Disco. It's a great time. Yeah, check it out. It's a lot of fun. Podcast Mm. One, everybody. We're keeping it positive here on this show. I am, at least. Fountains of misinformation. I don't know about everybody else. Yeah. Coming the day after No Mercy, Raw got a small bump of 3% in the ratings. 2.90 million viewers. Whoa. As compared to the prior week, the first and third hours were almost identical. This week's second hour was well up from the week before. Most likely the larger-than-expected first hour was drawn last week by Curiosity coming off the death of Bobby Heenan. This week it remained high coming off the pay-per-view. But this week viewers stayed for hour two before leaving a much higher rate than usual in hour three. Third hour, Roman Reigns versus The Miz. And the Enzo Amore main event... Lost 16% of the viewers from Hour 2. An unusually high number. Can you imagine? They headlined with Enzo Amore and did an unusually high number of people quitting the show. Fourth of the night on cable. Lots of competition from the NFL. First hour, 3.12. Second hour, 3.08. Third hour, 2.57. Now listen to me, everybody. This is not a scoop, okay? Don't want to see this all over the internet. This is just... My speculation, and it's not even really speculation, but it's just so, basically. Brian Alvarez is reporting his speculation. The last two weeks, at least, of this show, they've tried very hard in hour one, and they've tried very hard in hour two, and they've just totally given up in hour three. It's it's two weeks straight now. Now, that's not enough for me to strongly speculate about this. But I can tell you that, like, as a fan watching this show, I mean, the only thing I concluded the last two weeks was they're trying so hard to, like, tank this third hour so when they get their USA Network renewal, they can try and make more money but only have two hours instead of three. That's what I thought. Now, they're not going to get more. I mean, there's no way that USA is going to say, listen, we'll give you more money and we only want two hours instead of three. Like, that's not going to happen I, I don't know what their end game is, but my God, they're killing. The third hour already does terrible. 
Maybe they're but they're making fatigued. it even worse. But maybe they're just that fatigued. Maybe they just don't. This is as good as it can no. get right now. Fatigue, right fatigue now, but, is not main eventing the show with Enzo Amore. That's like deliberately trying something. Yeah, but they've they've tried different things now. With they've had women clothes. They've had you know they've had they've tried different things over the last. Yeah, the women you know, move numbers. But I, look, I'm not saying that this was a great idea or anything like that. I'm just saying maybe this was as good as it's been able to get for them for right now, and. I hope they knock the thing back to two hours. Here's a question. Let's say fantasy land, they do knock it back to two hours. And I know being on the West Coast, this doesn't necessarily affect you other than you only have one feed right now. Would you make, if you were able to get Raw back to two hours, how important is 9 to 11 or do you go 8 to 10? And if you're USA, do you want them 9 to 11? I don't know. I don't think either of them matters, quite frankly. I mean, maybe... I mean, right I, now, I don't think USA's got enough programming. Where right 10 now, o'clock... right now, if you look at the ratings pattern over the last, I don't know, two years, then the logical thing would be to go eight to ten, because the third hour always does the worst. However, the third hour is also a third hour of Raw. Yeah. <laughs> so it is possible that the issue is not that it airs from ten to eleven, but rather it's too long, and maybe nine to eleven would be a better time. Yeah, I think WWE would would rather be 9 to 11 because it it provides them more opportunity to do things, quote-unquote, between 10 and 11 uh, that they may not be able to do uh, earlier on in the show if they decided to structure it that way. And I think with with USA not having a bunch of, of shows like they did, you know, five years ago, if they actually had shows like that, those Blue Sky dramas that they had where... You know, you could put those on and feature them at 10 o'clock and use Raw's audience as a lead-in, then that would be a little bit more valuable. You don't have that right now. And I don't know if that, I guess that necessarily matters either, I guess, with cable TV, this renewed thing of about 11 o'clock being, you know, incredibly important. Well, the other thing is, is USA can put something on from 8 to 9, and it'll do fine. But runs Raw, or something. Raw is going to do better in the 10 to 11 time slot than anything else they're going to put in the 10 to 11 time slot. So I that's think true. if they went to two hours, they would go 9 to 11. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's – I'm, I'm begging. But I don't know. And you know what? Let me tell you something else. Based on all of the love for the blue brand, which, by the way, has faded quickly because SmackDown <laughs> has fallen off the rails since they put the belt on Jinder. But given the level of talent on Raw – if that show was only two hours long, starting, let's just throw out the, the date of January 1, 2018. I believe that if they moved Raw to two hours in January of 2018, I think that in the 2018 Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards, it might win Best TV Show. Because I think fans would, it would be so much of a better show. It would drag so much less. I mean, people loved SmackDown last year, and Raw has way more star power than SmackDown does, and they put way more effort into it. I think if Raw went to two hours, people would fall in love with that show again. That's my prediction. I think it would be temporary, but yeah, I mean, look how how refreshing is that, that you just, that huge burden of watching the show. The fact that you can actually say something is a burden as you're trying to watch this piece of entertainment, uh, I think speaks volumes. But uh, here's another thing, though. Sooner or later, USA is going to hit on a concept or on a producer or or something where 
they are not going to be as reliant on WWE program. Now, I'm not saying that they're not going to be super reliant. It's still a huge, huge deal when it comes to, to overall ratings. But they're working hard because you have the debut of the, the Spike Network or the, the Spike rebrand to Paramount, and they're being very uh, aggressive. You have FX, which is first-run programming and has had some very notable shows in the top ten. You have all of this competition, and USA is obviously trying to fight that. Their eyes aren't necessarily on wrestling, so at some point they are going to be racking themselves and reloading with shows again, and that's going to be a problem for WWE because they're not going to have that kind of sway. And as we keep seeing incrementally, their their audience is starting to, to falter and their demographics are beginning to falter. We obviously see their attendance every week, especially with SmackDown, faltering. So they're going into this. It's going to be very interesting to see how things play out for them going forward. But they don't have you know very good optics right now in certain ways. To the phones, you're on the air. What's going on? Hey, so uh, this is Brandon from Tennessee. How you doing, Brian? What's going on? I uh, just wondered what your you know opinion was on uh, the whole Enzo thing from last night on 205. I really think the heel turn at No Mercy and Raw really has just done wonders in kind of refreshing him, even though in the ring he still sucks. His character-wise seems to really be turning a corner. Well, I didn't see 205 Live last night, but I did get some emails and text messages today that thought the show was better than usual. So I guess maybe I have to watch it. Yeah, he just seems to he seems to get being a heel. You know, I mean, he's he's kind of a prick. So I guess oh, he gets it, it all right. Works for him. Yeah, he's he's a hard <laughs> worker at that. He's he's a he's yeah. a seasoned veteran at being hated. <laughs> well, just wanted to just wanted to get your opinion on that. And then also, uh, it looks like they may have done kind of a double turn with him and Neville, where it seems like Neville's kind of leaning more babyfaceish again. Yeah, I want to thank you very much for the call. I think what they're doing, I presume what they're doing, is that Neville's going to be the guy that eventually wins the title back from him. And obviously in that situation, I mean, Enzo's so hated that Neville's just a natural babyface working against him. So pretty sure that's where they're going, but I don't know. We'll see what it does if it rehabilitates 205 Live. I mean, I did get some positive feedback last night, so, I mean, there's that. Back in a moment with more. Tony Schiavone, Wrestling Observer Live. Pouring more into paint and putting more money into the pockets of pros with top quality paints without the paint store price. Like Glidden Paints. Glidden lasts longer, covers better, and costs less at the Home Depot. Nobody beats our prices, guaranteed. So save time and money with Glidden. Paints that get the job done. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. 
Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the sports talk host that can talk about all sports. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball, But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury from my football playing days, and anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert Hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800-428-1570. Agents are standing by 24-7, so go ahead and call now, 800-428-1570. Filling an opening at your company means more than just finding an employee. You're looking for a fit, a match. Robert Half understands that. We know you need someone who can do the work, someone who complements your culture. And, of course, you need that someone fast. When it all comes together, it makes for a perfect fit. Satisfaction guaranteed. Robert Half, the matching experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Visit roberthalf.com for more information. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We are back in the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. We are joined by Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Very happy today to be joined by Tony Schiavone. We have a lot of stuff to talk about today. Tony, how are you doing? Hey, Brian. Hey, Mike. How are you guys doing? Very, very well. October Tony, 5th. I got it before we even, Brian, I know we want to go into that, but I know we have a very short period of time with Tony, and I got to ask him, any concern going into Tennessee on Saturday for the University of Georgia? Oh, there always is. They got the worst plane service in the entire SEC. Uh, <laughs> we've had, uh, we being the Georgia Bulldogs, have had injuries the last two times we were there. One was to Nick Chubb a couple of years ago, uh, and they're not, uh, playing particularly well, which means they're even more dangerous. Now, I say that, Michael, uh, that are the concerns that the team has. I have no concerns at all. I'm going to be <laughs> fine. I think you will be, absolutely. <laughs> I just say, I say that because on the broadcast team, they're always saying, how do you think we're going to do? How do you think we're going to be? And I would say, I'm going to be fine because I ain't playing, dudes. <laughs> as long as the paycheck fears, you're good. That's right. Funny you should mention should, you're not playing. It, it should be a good one. It really should. So thanks for asking. So on October 5th, the MLW One Shot event is going to be taking place. Lots of big matches on that show, including 
Our own filthy Tom Lawler will be taking on Jeff Cobb on that show. And calling the action will be Tony Schiavone. You are back in the broadcast booth. I presume this is also a one-shot? Yes, it is. Uh, as a matter of fact, when uh, the announcement uh, was made, I really didn't tell anybody. I didn't, I didn't say anything to my wife, my kids, or anything. And my kids, of course, uh, especially the, uh, the – I have four boys and one girl. Uh, especially the boys, uh, they I have always kind of been into wrestling and still are. And uh, when they heard about it, they said, Dad, you're going back into wrestling. I said, no, no, hang on a second. I'm not. It's a one-shot deal. And uh, my wife was even surprised, and there were even uh, people at the radio station said, you're leaving here and going back to wrestling? I said, no, no, you guys don't get it. It's one shot. Court Bauer runs, or one of the guys runs MLW, and they've been so good to me with the uh, with the podcast, What Happened When, that I thought, when he asked, I said, sure, why not? So it's, it's a one-shot deal, uh, and I was asked earlier today, do, you have, do I think I can still do wrestling? You know, guys, I'm not so sure if I can or not. We'll just we'll find out if, if I can because it's been so long. You know, whenever you do these shows, everybody always asks about the Crockett days. They ask you about WCW. I was yeah. – Filthy Tom and I are, are going through on our podcast every one of the Royal Rumbles, and we're watching Royal Rumble 1990, and I was all of a sudden struck by, holy smokes, it's, it's Tony Schiavone and Jesse Ventura calling this Rumble. Yeah. And we watched this rumble and this rumble was so great. Like I everyone remembers nineteen ninety two and, and I'm sure there's some other great ones coming up, but I thought that nineteen ninety rumble was so much fun and I thought that you and Jesse did such a great job and it was not a very long run that you had in WWF. What what were the circumstances surrounding you coming and going to WWF? Well, uh Brian, the the first thing uh for me to leave uh, WCW, or you know, Crockett's—they uh, had sold their company to uh, Turner Broadcasting, and Turner had been had given their company to let their company be run by a guy named Jim Hurd, as we all know. And I met with Jim Hurd, and I didn't really like the meeting. I didn't think he was an honest guy, and J.J. Uh, Dillon had already made the jump from. Uh, from WCW to uh, to WWE, and JJ actually called me the day I met with Jim Hurd and said Vince McMahon is interested in talking to you. Would you like to talk to him? And I said I'd love to. Vince called me at home. We had a talk, and I was basically hired on the phone. Uh, so that was me going. Coming back was, uh, and I, it's pretty well documented on my on my podcast. Uh, going back to WCW was, at that time, to me, it's just a terrible mistake. But Jim Hurd and Jim Barnett got back with me a year later and offered me an exorbitant amount of money uh, to go back uh, and work for them. And they also offered me a chance to work with the Atlanta Braves, which I knew was BS. But I went anyway. And uh, so that, it was one year, almost exactly one year, that I worked in the WWE, or back then the WWF, from 89 to 90. And it's funny, that Royal Rumble that you're talking about, that was that was the event that kind of set up Hogan and, and the Ultimate Warrior yep. for WrestleMania six. 
uh, going up. So, yeah, I was really excited about doing that. I got to work with Jesse two times that year, uh, the SummerSlam of 89 and Royal Rumble of 90. So, uh, But it was one year that I'll never forget because I had a great time and uh, worked with a lot of great people, and it, it, was a, it was a good year in my life. Tony, obviously everybody knows now that you call games with the Gwinnett Braves and your history uh, when the Crockett's owned the Charlotte Orioles that you did the announcing for their A-ball team there. Uh, how important was it that – was it something that they threw out there about the Braves? Was it something that, that you were kind of leaning into? Because I know Jim Ross did work with the Falcons and things like that. How important was it to you that you had that gig, and how did they go about reneging on it? Well, the the only – Listen, I, Michael, I, I kind of, I thought, you know, these guys, when I got there, these guys can't even run a wrestling company. How are they going to uh, even talk to the Atlanta Braves for me? <laughs> uh, I, I just, they told, basically all they did was give me Stan Kasson's phone number. Uh-huh. And say, here, well, you can, you can call Stan and he'll help you out, which uh-huh. I did. And Stan was very nice to me. Uh, but he had nothing for me, and that was about the end of it. Uh, but, you know, I, baseball was always my, except for wrestling, you know, one of my, my great loves. And uh, here's the ironic thing about the whole deal. When WCW finally went down uh, and was sold to the WWE for a song and a dance, as we know, and no one had a job here, I got a job that that afternoon with WSB Radio. Uh, and it was a part-time job, but I still got the job that afternoon. As part of their sports team, they had the Atlanta Braves contract. Uh, they were the Braves flagship station back then. So all of a sudden, now I'm going to Turner Field and doing the Atlanta Braves pregame and postgame show. So it took me leaving uh, WCW to finally start working with the Braves, which I think was very ironic. Now, the transition from Crockett to WWF that you talked about, where where JJ said Vince wanted to talk to you and you were open to it. I mean, if you yeah. if you watch some of the shows, eighty five, eighty six, eighty seven. I mean, you uh, you guys are just it's like you're having the time of your life working this this studio show. And then, of course, in eighty eight, everything went down and and it ended up being sold. I mean, was the transition like a rough period for you? Is that why you were so open to talking to Vince? Was it strictly like he was offering good money, or what happened? Okay. Uh, he, I, uh, Jim Ross and I had a meeting with uh, Jim Hurd and, and Jack Petrick about coming to work for them. And it was, I've talked about this many times, and I mentioned this in my podcast. It's, oddly enough, this is kind of the subject of our latest podcast. Uh, we had a meeting. It was a meeting where Jim Ross did all the talking, which was which was always what Jr. did. And I thought it was great. I remember sitting there thinking, you know, this guy is amazing. You know, he can talk the pants off anybody. And he was talking to Patrick and heard about how things would go and this and that and. So then after it was over, uh, uh, Jim Hurd brought me into his office and offered me a six-figure deal. And I had been making with uh, the Charlotte O's uh, $15,000. And when the Charlotte O's 
when I got a full-time job with Crockett Promotion from the Charlotte O's, they gave me the $15,000, plus they would give me like $100 a week to do um, all my wrestling stuff. So I wasn't making much money. I was making maybe at, at the most $25,000 a year with the Crockett's. And uh, so now I was going to make six figures. So I was so excited. Uh, and I remember Heard saying to me, he said, you're going to make the exact same amount of money as Jim Ross. Uh, and then I found out later through friends of mine that worked in the Crockett front office that Ross was going to make more than me. Now, I that's fine because I, I always thought Ross was a better announcer than me. And he's the one that ran that meeting. And he's the one that really that kind of negotiated our contract, told Petrick and Heard how good we were. So I thought it was, you know, if Jim's going to make more than me, that's fine. I don't care. But the fact that Heard lied to me about it uh, really kind of made me think that, do I really want to work for this guy? Now, look, I've been lied to in wrestling before. You know, that's part of the business, I guess. Uh, and so it made me think, do I really want to work for this guy? And just my feelings about him and talking to him made me think that, you know, maybe this is not going to be so good for me. We were living in Charlotte. I would have to move to Atlanta. And by golly, I didn't want to move to Atlanta. I ended up moving to uh, Stanford, Connecticut. Uh, so it was a, it was kind of a, a rough transition, but it was a good transition because WCW had offered me a lot of money, and Vince then came in and offered me a lot more. Uh, so uh, it was a good time in my life, but it was a very uneasy time in my life. I just did not trust Jim Hurd. Uh, and uh, I thought it best that I move on. Not only that, we were having a good time, you're right, having a great time doing the TBS product in the studio, but it wasn't the same as going out and doing the Crockett television like we did. We had a lot more fun doing that, and I always thought that the Crockett people and their production people were a little bit more uh, in tune with wrestling uh, than the TBS people were. I thought I didn't think TBS ran a good product a good uh, television station. Um, and that's just me talking. But all those things put together made me, uh, and talking to Vince, made me want to make the jump, and I did. Tony, you went from one bearded sidekick in those days to, to the one you have now with Conrad. And the last time we had you on was about the, a little more the beginnings of you coming back into this thing and, and being dragged into the podcast realm and back into pro wrestling and, it seems to have worked out incredible for you as we're talking about the MLW uh, one shot that you're going to be calling. Just, I guess, can you reflect a little bit on the reaction that you have gotten? Because it seems to be a smash success, this podcast and people's reaction to it. Yeah, uh, thanks for bringing it up, uh, Michael. I just, um, I can't believe it. I When this first started, you know, I told Conrad that, I really thought that I would never even get involved in wrestling again in any way because I thought my wrestling career was done. I, I, I thought my work at the, at the end of the run of WCW was horrible. Uh, I, I, was, I was not, look, people thought I was bitter about the business. I was not. I just had kind of been beaten up by the business and uh, thought that my work was not good. So I thought when Conrad got in touch with me, I said, you know, no one wants to hear me. No one cares what I have to say. And he said, you know what, You're, you'd be surprised. And I think I maybe I mentioned this to you guys before that one of my sons said, you know, Dad, with kids my age, which are now kids in their late 20s and into their 30s, 
uh, nostalgia is very big right now. Uh, so we started this, and I found out that guys who are in their 30s who grew up in the 90s and watched this, this was a part of their childhood. This was a big deal to them. And I was shocked of the response that we've been getting uh, and the downloads we've been getting and the, re, uh, the some of the thing, crazy things that we do. I'm just absolutely shocked by it. It's, and, you know, we've had one live show. We went to Dallas right before Great Balls of Fire. And we did a live show at a venue there. It was a it was a bar, and you know we did a lot of our juvenile humor that we do. And uh, Bruce Pritchard joined us. We even married a couple. That's right. We married a couple on stage that night. They wanted to get married at our show. Uh, and uh, well, hold that thought. We'll be back in just a moment and wrap it up. Wrestling Observer Live. Turn the days of swim or Living right is easy. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. If you are age 85 or younger, call to learn more about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. The average funeral now costs over $10,000. Are you at risk of leaving loved ones to help pay your debts? A final expense policy for seniors can pay up to $30,000 for funeral and other final expenses. You don't need a medical exam, and you can have lifetime coverage, and the policy cannot be canceled. To receive free information about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. Call now. You'll also receive information about a free prescription discount card just for calling in. Agents are standing by. Call 800-508-5774. 800-508-5774. Call now. That's 800-508-5774. This is an important announcement. If you're between 50 and 85 and worried about your loved ones, you can still get affordable life insurance for peace of mind. My life insurance coverage is guaranteed, and I was not required to get a medical exam. I had high blood pressure and diabetes, and I got my coverage with one telephone call. No exam necessary. I'm a smoker, and I wanted to take care of my family. I called to get my life insurance and my affairs in order. I wanted to do the right thing. Call Final Expense No Exam Insurance. 
insurance, your rates are guaranteed and will never increase. I called and learned that this insurance cannot be canceled, even if you get sick or gain weight. And there are no restrictions on how my beneficiaries use the money when I'm gone. Don't wait until it's too late. Call now and get peace of mind for you and your family. Call 800-935-2177. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We're back in the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Tony Schiavone is joining us here today. Two quick things. MLW One Shot, October 5th, 7 p.m., the Guilt Nightclub in Orlando, Florida. Ricochet versus Shane Strickland is the main event. Tom Lawler, Jeff Cobb is on the show. Tony Schiavone doing commentary. Once again, that is October 5th, Guilt Nightclub, Orlando, Florida. And Tony's podcast on the MLW Radio Network, MLWRadio.com. What happened when? Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson. You can check that out. The newest episode, My Year in the WWE. How ironic. So go up there and check that out. And Tony, anything else you want to get out there? Yeah, also, uh, Brian, I I have a radio show now in Atlanta on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Uh, If you live in the Atlanta area, you can also, of course, uh, get it on TuneIn Radio. It's 9 to 11 every Wednesday night. Uh, it's called Pro Wrestling Wednesday. I do it uh, with uh, Bo LeBlanc, and we talk about the uh, the current uh, product. And I and I watch the current product, and we got interviews. We've had Flair on. We had Oakland on talking about the death of Bobby Heenan last week. We got Medusa coming up this week, so we're having a lot of fun with it. And once again, it's kind of an offshoot that we were talking about of kind of getting me back in the game uh, on an outside looking in level. But uh, we we have a lot going on. But I, I also I'm looking forward. Really, to going to the Guilt Nightclub, uh, let Tom Lawler know I'm looking forward to calling his matches. Looking forward to seeing the guys. I know Ricochet and Shane Strickland uh, have uh, some videos uh, on YouTube. Uh, well, I hate to cut you off, but we're totally out of time. We'll talk to you again tomorrow, everybody. Wrestling Observer Live. 